Welcome to Hootie's podcast. He, is. he hates being hugged. And I'm hugging him anyway. <laughs> He's got <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he gets for jumping in your lap. He's got to be okay with the spotlight. I did call for Steve, and Steve does enjoy hugs. So. I do love that you called for Steve, and Hootie was like, Hootie? You were like, no, Steve. That's pretty much Hootie? the best way to get either of my dogs to come to you is to call the other dog. That's that's it. And they'll be right there. Because I, I should have known that. I should have thought more. Oh, Hootie Patootie. Hootie wasn't there when I started calling Steve. He <laughs> ran over once he heard Steve's name, so that's where we're at. Hootie. Hootie, no, Steve. Where we're at. Steve, no Hootie. Oh, Hootie, you look like a little <sighs> alien and I love it. He's kind of ugly cute, right? Yeah. Like, he's not, like, he's he not conventionally an attractive dog. He doesn't look like a chihuahua. He, a he doesn't look dog. like a little terrier, but... I don't know, his little beefy, oh. tiny body is cute in the most weird way. <laughs> really beefy. Uh, for y'all that don't know, I have a very strangely mixed animal. <laughs> I know you can't see him right now. Uh, he's a Chihuahua Dachshund. Oh, that makes sense. Terrier <laughs> mix. So, yeah, so he's very... Uh, that's why Steve has such long hair, because he's part poodle. Uh. But he's... He's a little beefy, like he's he's got little muscles, so he looks like a little buff dude on the very top, and then his bottom half is just all skin and bones, even though he eats like a thousand pounds of food a day. He just runs it all off because he's so beefy. Look at the little beefy puppy. <laughs> Those big old ears and confused eyes like Mother yeah. Why. <laughs> he really is just the most awkward looking animal, um, but he's very sweet. He kind of looks like the Taco Bell Chihuahua. He's a little ugly, y'all. He's he's a little bit ugly. A little bit ugly cute. in the cutest way. We love it's ugly, ugly cute animals. We love him. But yeah, Hootie's Hootie's our our mascot now. <laughs> Here he is. Welcome, Hootie Patootie. Kiss, kiss. Give a kiss <laughs> to your fans. All oh, right. He almost kissed me. He's got like a giraffe down. neck too. Yeah, he's very long in weird spots. Um, it just doesn't, his body doesn't really match up to anything. Not with, like, a certain part of him, just all of it doesn't really go together. I'm a big all. fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. So cute. You, you know, like I've never him. met your dogs in person. It's probably for the best, Bridget. You're probably <laughs> allergic to them. Mm, yeah. That's just the truth. So, guess who's got a double ear infection, sinus infection, and their lymph nodes are swollen again. Yeah, yeah. If you guessed, Lauren, you're wrong. It's always Bridget. It's always always. <laughs> it like happened in the span of 24 hours. The cedar in Texas is trying to kill me, real yes. real hard. See, I'm having a great time because I'm allergic to pine trees, and now all the pine trees are gone. So, I'm allergic to all trees, all grass, <laughs> mold, and the just going camping. Yeah. The outside in general. And I'm going camping today. I'm allergic today. to outside. I'm going to go camping. Smart. You know. I love this for you. I'm on antibiotics, so might as well just live life while you can on the antibiotics. Shout out to Augmentin slash amoxicillin. If I was allergic to amoxicillin, I would be really miserable in life because I would be dead. True. Much truth. 
heart attacks. I mean, it's much wow. My tonsils are so swollen. Like all my loogies are bloody right now. I'm like, you need to get your tonsils so much phlegm. I've heard it's like all people. I don't know why my doctor took out my adenoids, but left my tonsils as a kid. But apparently now, like, if to get your tonsils out as an adult, it's one of the most painful things to do. Well, I think for you it needs to happen. I think your life would be much better without tonsils. Uh, that and eardrums, because my eardrums just are faulty. Wait, you have to keep those. Are you sure? They're are you important. sure? Yeah, I am pretty sure. Because all um, they do is like hold fluid in my ear right now and then get infected. They're really useless. Yeah, but they also you know keep things from getting into your brain and you dying. So that's you know kind of a big cool thing that mm. eardrums do for you. I've had six sets of ear tubes, so it's like here. It's like part of the whole thing. Mine are like all scar tissue now, so it's like meh. I'm just slaying dragons. Slaying dragons. Will hates when I say that. Like he physically cringes when he hears slaying, and he like glares at me. Like, are you gonna finish that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just slaying. I'm just slaying. You know, yellow. Yeet dragons. Yeet. That's my motto in life. Skirt. You never loved me, Mom. No, Uh, I didn't. We just watched (laughs) Don't Look Up last night, uh, that new Netflix movie by Adam McKay. And it's... good? It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny in a really dark humor, pessimistic, kind of weird way. Uh, It is very, like kind of like politics but makes fun of all politics and how they don't believe science um it's fun it's fun and it's like an all-star cast there's like so many people that just kind of like pop up in there they're like i won't spoil it but there's one cameo that i was like what i know that jennifer lawrence Mm -hmm. is in it jenner the main cast is leo dicaprio in meryl streep and Jonah Hill. But I also saw that Ariana Grande is in it. <laughs> she pops up in there. And I'm like, mm, really? It's I'm it's funny. I she plays later. like a really over exaggerated version of herself. And so it's very funny. And she plays like this ditzy pop star who's in love with this like rapper that like keeps breaking up with her. And that's played by Kid Cudi, which I didn't expect him to pop up in there, which is really funny. Uh, but okay. there's another actor cameo that I haven't seen spoiled anywhere on the internet, so I won't say it. But it was a fun little pop up, and they've been doing they've been doing some cameos this year that are really funny. And I was like, I really like this little gig. Um, but Tyler Perry's in it, Kate Blanchett's in it, and I didn't recognize Kate Blanchett for like a quarter of the movie, and then I was like, wait, that character's Kate Blanchett because she's like a chameleon. Her and Tilda Swinton. Could be anything. Yeah, anything they wanted. Yeah. And then Timothy Chalamet is in there, and I didn't realize that until the credits were rolling in the beginning, and I was like, huh? (laughs) But he's... I never understood why people loved him so much, like when Call Me By Your Name and stuff was coming out. I was like, he's just one of those indie actors. But then... I started watching him in, like, Little Women, and he started doing those SNL skits, and I started watching him on press tour for Dune. Kid's really funny. I get it now. I get it. Kid is hilarious. Like, I loved him in this movie. And they filmed it during the beginning of the pandemic, quarantine, and so he had his hair super long and grown out, because, I mean, like, actors never get to do anything with their hair. They always have to change it for a role. 
And Adam McKay saw it and was like, I love this disheveled look. Keep it. So he's got like this grotesquely long, unwashed hair in the movie. I love it. Nothing bothers me more than someone with really long hair and it just being fucking disgusting. <laughs> he I'm plays like, a skater kid, hair, so it makes sense. Wash your hair. Just wash it, please. He plays like love. a skater anarchist kid, so it's like, all right, that, that tracks. Ew. But he's also uh, okay. religious, and it's like in the sweetest little way. <laughs> it's such a cute movie. I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it. And the ending is After, just... I recently, by recently, I mean the last three days, have started reading Bleach, which oh. was my favorite manga. Isn't that a, a really long lad. one? It is. It's 74 volumes, which is roughly 630-odd oh chapters. Yeah. There's also a second part, which is three more volumes, and then there's a special for the Thousand Year War. And that, I saw, so they just did the big anime announcement thing, basically like E3 for anime, like they did that. I just saw that there was a big announcement for it, yeah. And they released a sneak trailer of Thousand Year War arc for Bleach, and I don't know what it was. I watched the trailer. I haven't watched this since I was probably 13. I read all of the manga up till probably volume 25, because that's all that was out when I was in <laughs> middle school. And now there's like 50 um, more. <laughs> yeah. And it was my favorite thing. And I just stopped because that's all there was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I still would have liked this. So I decided to start rereading it. And I have now realized that I've made a mistake because I can't stop reading it. It's so good. I love it so much. My favorite character, who I had forgotten was my favorite character, had one little like slide panel, and I screamed. I was like, oh my god. And now that I've read him again, I hate him. So uh, that's weird to know about myself. That's it's like, a weird little look into my past. It's like the opposite <laughs> of Aragon, where I was like, I was obsessed with this, and then you finished, because that's all that was out, and Christopher Paolini took his time. And then you're like, oh, I should go back and reread this, and, you know, for the new book. And you loved your old stuff, and then you get to the new book, and you're like, what garbage did I just, what? I, didn't <laughs> I waited finish. years. I didn't either. I read the, I I read the ending online, it. because I was so I mad. I, I hated it. I read I read through the most boring third book of all time, started book four, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was so mad at where we were going, and then spit. I think I got like halfway. I don't probably not even halfway. It's so big. Um, and then I googled the spoilers and was like, "Oh, I'm so glad I didn't read that." And I don't remember I know, her I name. Been so mad. I don't remember her name. She worked at Marketplace with us. She was a bartender. She was nerdy. Uh, she did back bar a lot. Casey. It might have been Casey. Yeah, it was Casey. And so she read those books a lot. And I walked in and I was like, I just somewhat finished Inheritance. And she went, oh, you want a milkshake? <laughs> because she was so bad. Because I, I borrowed the book from her and I was like, 
you didn't warn me. She goes, I needed to let you take that journey on your own. I was like, man. Well, it's hard because, you know, he wrote that first one when he was like 16 years old. So it's like his style as a writer, he didn't have any when he was 16. Like, it, it's just, it is what comes out. And, and we like read it when we were like 14. Adult. So it was yeah. like. Now he's a full adult trying to finish this series that he started when he was 16. I would have struggled with that. But he too. got like but real God. bleak on it. And I'm like, Ritzinger tossed us a bone. The most boring book in the entire world. And I forced my way through it. And I read all the Game of Thrones books. I did. I loved them. I wanted more but Elf Lore. We got like one book. cool book of Elf Lore. And then we like never Barely. addressed it again. We got like a third of that book of Elf Lore. If that, because half of it was the freaking journey, because the journey is so important. My God, skip some time. Man. It felt like skip the horse time. and his boy in the Narnia series. I was like, bruh, uh, I hate this book so it. much. That makes that like my whole body was like, uh, like vomit. everybody who's oh, like, no. I love the Narnia series. A horse and his boy. It, I've heard like two people say a horse and his boy is my favorite. I'm like, did you actually read the book? Because that book is the most the boring most book. Boring. It's ever. literally the them traveling book is the Prince entire Caspian. Time. We all know that. We all know that. Prince Caspian is good. I really love Magician's Nephew, though. That is Magician's a fun Nephew one. was the tits. It was it's so good. very closely following Prince Caspian. It's That's such a so fun good. prequel. And what a way to start this. Yeah. Yeah. What a way to start. That's the first one I read, too. I didn't know it was a prequel until right now, actually. I just thought, oh, oh okay, yeah. Cool. Dope. But yeah, I love that book. It's great. Of course, in his boy... You're trash. Prince Caspian, you're a king. Prince Caspian was the bomb. And that's why I was kind of glad the movie series ended with Prince Caspian, because I was like, there we go, high note. Yeah, if you go on much further than that, it gets really muddy and confusing, because not even all the kids are in it anymore. No. So it's like, uh. What did they all come back? The last battle is like, the. it's an okay book, but I mean, like, it. you just kind of try to get a resolve at that moment. Like, C.S. Lewis, I think, was done. He was writing his other books, like, Screw Tape Letters. They wrapped and... it up too fast. Yeah. Like, he was set up in the perfect position to have a Return of the King, and he decided, no, I don't want that. It's already been done. Yeah. I just want to be done with this. Which mm -hmm. I get. I get you. I get you, Mr. Lou. Like, we're cool. Mr. Lou. <laughs> Mr. Lou. Anyway, this has been Lauren and Bridget's uh, literary mm -hmm. podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Join our book club. Everybody, el book everybody else years. quit when we tried to choose a new book. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we tried to get everyone to read the Aragon series because we loved it so much by how much we just complained about it. Okay, but, the first uh, book no is one dope. To do it. First to second book, pretty dope. I'm just disappointed because I was like, bros, we just read all of Twilight. Y'all said y'all would read whatever was pulled. I did a generator. It yeah, wasn't. It was I didn't fair game. It was fair game. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, but rereading through Twilight was pretty fun, though. <laughs> it was pretty fun. We should have just read Fifty Shades afterwards. It's the same story. Except for then you get <sighs> an epic helicopter crash. Ugh, I just reread those recently, and wow, so milk toast. I think I read too much fan fiction. <laughs> that, you sent me that TikTok video right after I finished watching it on my For You page, and I was like, I'm really glad I didn't send that to her, since she just sent it to me. That is so funny. It's, uh, I like cry laughing. It's perfect. It's Did you finally see the TikTok that I sent you of the, are you near here? <laughs>
I texted it to you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. It's my favorite. It's mainly just siblings. Are you new here? <laughs> I saw a lot of that for everybody's Christmases with COVID. Knock on wood. I still haven't gotten the Rona yet. I've gotten every other one, every other sickness out there, but not the Rona. I've also not gotten the Rona. It is now mandatory again for people to wear masks at my workplace. I no saw that. My brother picked it. up my prescription for me yesterday and told me that. And I was like, I was not surprised about that. If HEB has to do it, then you know it's bad. I never took my mask off, so we're good. I took my mask off for a little bit when it felt like maybe the pandemic was going to end, back when the second well, booster the first was going time, around. Yeah, the first time I was like, yeah, okay, we're cool with that. But the second time around, no, I, yeah. I, I have no faith in humanity. Can't do that. My OB told me, like, just expect this to always be around and it's going to be your new combo flu shot and COVID booster. And I was like, yay, because I'm one of those people that... I never really have too bad of reactions to shots. Like with the flu shot, I normally just get like a hot spot on my arm and sometimes it swells up a little extra and I just feel under the weather. But with the COVID shot, my lymph nodes swell up in my neck and my armpit on whatever side I get it, which is a common, not common, but it's, it's a thing that they've uh, registered that some people have this reaction. And it, it, I mean, it's nothing like life-threatening. It's just for three days I'm really sore and I can't sleep with my arm down I have to like have it weirdly propped but I can't lift it up but I can't but she was like yeah so you're just gonna need to get used to that and I was like I hate people <laughs> y'all are the worst couldn't just wear your masks couldn't just Had wear your dang masks I know. we see how it is next Ugh. time you need us to do something see if we listen we will all, listen. All the people that didn't wear masks are gonna sure. are gonna die, and then we're gonna have no social security, and you know. Anyway, life. Am I right? Speaking of horrible, depressing BS, we watched four episodes of an anime this week. Yay! And, uh, it was hard to get through. I'm not gonna lie, because I just knew nothing good was coming. You know, like we're not we're not at that point yet. Of all four episodes, there's maybe about five minutes of Alphonse, if even. Uh, the last episode in the series is the only episode, or of what we just watched, is the only episode where you don't see either of the boys at all. Only we, episode. Oh, we didn't you can see, see Ed, Ed or Al. Uh, they're both not there. Interesting. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Because this these four episodes felt like one really long episode because you're in the same place the entire time. So much. It's so much. I'm overwhelmed with the amount of crap that just happened. I literally gasped at one of these things and, that we're going to talk about. Like, I just don't understand how the heck we're going to wrap everything up in eight episodes. We only have eight episodes left. There are so many open storylines. We haven't seen the boys. There's just so much going on. Like, I, Al and Ed haven't even seen each other face-to-face -face since the beginning of last season. I'm gonna need you to stop. I'm just... I I don't know what's about to happen, man. I'm very upset I'm and nervous. I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> All I know is my favorite ship right now is Sig and Alex Louise Armstrong. 
oh my god right their instant love connection i was like they no. glimmer they at each other words. and i they like they flex at words. each other and i'm like i'm a big fan <laughs> right now of all this muscle i didn't think you would be so responsive to that i was like oh don't mention the gay to bridget it was I like think she's glimmer like it glimmer and i was just like well it was like i want to be in between them okay I want you die, but okay. Both of their love. <laughs> they would be too obsessed with each other to give you much attention. That's or absolutely they would give you true. too much attention and you would die from the amount of attention. That's impossible, let me tell you. <laughs> I uh, love attention. I, I love no, attention like, not in a public setting. Too much of that attention and they would kill you with that. What a way to go. What a way to go. Okay. There are worse ways to go out. That's just a lot of work to be on. Worse, worse ways to go out in life. Count me in. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, This week we watched episode fifty-three, "Flame of Vengeance," fifty-four, "Beyond the Inferno," fifty-five, "The Adult's Way of Life," which is apparently dying between two beautiful men, and fifty-six, "The Return of the Fuhrer." Um, Here's your Netflix summary for episode 53, Flames of Vengeance. After a startling radio broadcast, Grant's Mustang's forces the advantage over Central's troops, the flame alchemist unleashes the brutal power of burning hatred in a battle against the killer of Macy's. So, it's not super spoily, but it's not good. But I do appreciate that they don't just say envy. Yeah, because like if you haven't watched the show and you're just scrolling through, you don't know that it'd be killed Maze, which is good. So thank you for that Netflix. But again, really work on it. But we could have pulled back on some detail. <laughs> yeah, we don't need a synopsis. We need a summary. Yeah, the synopsis is Bridget's job, obviously. Obviously. And speaking of that, here we go. <laughs> All right, so people think the city is under attack. The smoke is pluming everywhere. Um, Mrs. Bradley is broadcasting on the public radio that the military was trying to kill her. Bam, bam, bam. So their plan is working. Everybody's going to be mad at the military and be like, why are they trying to kill the Fuhrer's wife while the Fuhrer's missing? It's a coup d'etat. And they believe that the military is doing the coup d'etat, not Mustang in the group. They tell Mrs. Bradley, oh, she's crying and saying she hasn't been able to contact Salim and says that Mustang saved her. Well, Salim, that I hope poor you woman. Die. I know. Poor woman. She has no idea that her son is she a She has just monster. been manipulated this entire show. Her and whole life bad. is a lie. I know. If you feel bad for anyone in this show, feel, feel the Mrs. worst Bradley. for Mrs. Bradley. Because her whole life is a lie. And she loves her, her husband, husband, loves her son. probably about to yeah. die. And, and she's not going to see them before no. they die. They're yeah. just going to die. And they're just I out there, like, die. murdering everyone. Um, they tell Mrs. Bradley about the Fuhrer's train blowing up and on the radio live, and she faints. Um, they say that someone's attempting to overthrow the government. I thought this was a great spin on everyone uh, turning against the government. Grumman is listening, and I thought that was just a weird little thing because Grumman was, like, planning to backstab them. I don't, I don't know. I hate Grumman. Um, there's that one guy that we saw with his siblings. 
that Armstrong told him to like go away, and he starts tearing up. You mean when he Second Lieutenant Danny Broche? Thank yeah. you. Is that who it is? Yes. Well, he starts he starts crying when he recognizes Maria Ross's voice on the radio. So sweet. And I was like, oh. Loved it. Um, Friendship lasts forever, even when they think you're dead. Aw. Uh, so. Aw, <laughs> how sweet. Aw. <laughs> Your whole body was like, shut up, Lauren. Go ahead. Aw. I'm trying Just to no emotion on my face. Aw. Oh, great. How I love the second-hand character. That was wonderful. Yeah. I don't remember them at all. Oops. Um, so, they, the military's like, well, they need a tank in order to break into the main gate, so they're not going to do it. And then you look over and Briggs has a tank that they assembled in the Armstrong Mansion. I'm like, bless. Um... Hawkeye and Mustang bust in to help Edlam, uh, and this is my favorite little quote, uh, cause he's, Mustang goes, like, tells Hawkeye, like, don't cry over me, and she goes, why would I start crying over you now? Water makes you useless. <laughs> and Mus Mustang's face, when she says that, I was just like, what a burn. Uh, she also, might not be the flame alchemist, but what a burn. Well, she does have the flame alchemist like formula, so I'm sure Not it's seeped into her blood somehow. Well, you know, it was still like carved into her or whatever. Tattoo. Okay, did they tattoo it into her, or did her dad like alchemy it onto her? Probably. You know like, I mean, alchemy tattooed it. I don't because know. if it if they tattooed that on her, evil. She was like 15. Like, how dare you? Mark I bet your it's like back for life without her permission. I bet Rude. it's like alchemy, like the blood, like raised up kind of thing. I don't know. Apparently, blood bending. Also, real. why did they have to freaking do that at all? Why couldn't he just like give her the formula on a like, piece of paper and make be, like, her memorize it? Your life, write You're it on a tablet, a hide it in the person. forest. Yeah, like anything. I just don't. I just don't understand why it had to be on her back. I like it's fine. I'm not. So she could take off her shirt and show it to Mustang. Uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. sorry. My bad. Uh, uh, anyway, I also just love how long it takes them to actually be helpful here. Like they just watch them fight for a little. They're bit. like banter, banter, like, banter. Okay. And Scar was like, "Could you not?" <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, you're getting real gross on me, and I'm already being grossed on. So and Mustang does a really cool, like, controlled burn, and, like, just takes out all of the Immortal Legion with his little, little simple snap. And I was like, wow, we just spent, like, four episodes fighting Mustang's them. Fingers, if you cut off Mustang's fingers, could he still use flame alchemy? I bet does he so. have to snap? Yeah, because it's just the gloves that create a spark. So if he had a lighter, he could do it still. But how would he use the lighter if he had no fingers? Lauren, have you ever not like? <laughs> you can still, do... you can still put on the lighter, <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> Maybe if it's like a Zippo lighter. <laughs> I think you're overthinking the use of fingers. <laughs> just... Uh, I I just woke up and um, it's been a very long weekend. It's been a holiday weekend. Um, I'm so sorry. I believe in you. I'm, I it's just okay. have a lot of thoughts. I'm reading Bleach. It's making me weird. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> um, so I just like <laughs> pulled like <laughs> cinnamon roll out of my shirt. <laughs> Ooh, second cinnamon roll. It's my favorite. I was like, how did I get there? Um, <laughs> your boobs. That's how it got there. <laughs> I'm like wearing a normal t-shirt. I still have problems with food in my cleavage. Um, Me too. Jeez, issues, big boob problems. Um, so Mustang does that really cool controlled burn, and he says they were the enemy. It had to be done. And Ed, Ed kind of makes this face that really plays out into the rest of the episode, and it's like he's a little unhinged right now. Um, yeah. Envy is still chasing Mei Chang, going towards uh, the stronger Chi energy, um, and then all of a sudden the floor explodes because Mei Chang was setting up traps on Envy, and they fall into the room with Ed and the gang. And I was like, oh, everybody's just here now. Uh, Envy's trying to get everyone to fight, especially Scar and Mustang, and they're, she's trying. To, he's trying to like turn everyone against each other, and then uh, Mustang just delivers this lovely line: "We won't be pawns in your sick little game." And I was like, "It's going down." Um, he's telling Timber. It's going down. I'm going Timber. Uh, so then Mustang asks Envy like who killed Mace Hughes, you know, his number one question. Envy uh, doesn't know that Maria Ross is alive, and he tries to say that Ross did it, and everybody's like, dog, Maria's not dead. You look like, the egg is on your face, Envy. Um, and then Envy finally admits that he did it, and Envy turns into Hughes' wife and admits everything and talks about Hughes' face while dying, and it's just like, taunting the death in front of Mustang, which, like, you real stupid. Why? You real stupid. Like, why would you do that? You are you that full of yourself? Are so, you're not even pride, and you're... Like, being, first of all, he was just killed by an old man, and now he wants to taunt, like, the number one alchemist of the country. Please, bro. Like, like please. You, you real dumb. Bro. And so, uh, <laughs> Mustang delivers the line, Everything you said is fuel on your funeral pyre. And I was like, this Hot. is gonna Literally. be fire. Um, so now Literally it's hot. Envy versus Mustang. Uh, Envy is midway through talking. And this is when you see how brutal Mustang's about to get. Envy's like midway through talking, not letting like Scar and them leave as they're going to still try and find Father. And, and Mustang just like burns Envy's tongue out of his mouth and starts explaining how tongues like melt and stuff and I was like whoa he's not even letting him have like a tongue he's just like go 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 there's a lot of snapping in this episode uh which this I kept is, I will snapping say, with it and I was like Gah! this is like the first time I've watched anyone fight a homunculus and not been worried for them at all yeah. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that Mustang could be injured or killed. I and you like, immediately no, saw that Envy knew that he didn't have the upper hand at all. I was more scared for how far is Mustang going to go and is he going to lose it. And then I was scared, like, he's going to hurt was. somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And so, um, Envy turns into Big Green People Pimple Monster again. Our favorite version. Um, I love people, pimple, envy. People, pimple, we, monster. We stand. Uh, we stand. We stand. Um, and then Envy remembers that Mustang is the one who burned Lust to death, and then is kind of like, 
I made a mistake. So he throws rocks and runs like a coward. He like busts out the concrete wall and is like, yeet, bye. Um, After Mustang burns, boils his eyes. Oh, which, yeah. Ow. Like, he's like, oh yeah, your Ooh. eyes are liquid. You didn't know I had pinpoint precision. And just like, the the art they have for all the times that Envy is just getting boiled alive is just like, it's a lot. Oh my gosh. Um, it's a lot. So, Mei Chang shows them where to go in the tunnel and to follow the rancid chi ahead. I like that we can differentiate between the good chi and the bad chi now. Um, they make a comment that the tubes are like... say that in the sub. Oh, in the dub, chi. she's like, follow the this rancid chi sensation. Yeah. And they were like, oh. So, uh, and then they make a comment that the tubes are like veins. I wrote that down because I'm sure that's going to have some importance because we know they're like attached to father in his little weird chair thingy. Yeah. Um, Ed talks to Scar about Mustang. Also really love this progression of like camaraderie between Ed and Scar. Um, like Scar's just grown so much in like eight episodes. Love it. Uh, Scar warns that Mustang's... What? Huh? I don't know what you said. That's a Okay. It wasn't important. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Scar warns that uh, Mustang's hatred and consumption for revenge will consume him and destroy him like what Scar was doing. And I was like, that's really big for him. He's like, it wasn't that long that I was evil and in the same path. <sighs> and so then Envy turns into Maze and is trying to trick Mustang. And I was like, ooh, bad, bad move, man. Um, and then <laughs> I... I'm so sorry for this next bullet point. Uh, Mustang says, you must be a glutton for punishment. And I wrote, no, he's envy. <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, this eye burning mm. thing's kind of freaking me out. And Mustang has pinpoint precision. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hate it. I only hate it because I wish I did it first. That's... I like yelled really it at the TV. I was like, "No, he's envy." It's so good. I hate it. It's good. Thank you. And scene. This episode <laughs> is over. Just kidding. That's it. Thanks. Thanks for I'm watching our podcast. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the rest of these episodes. We're not talking. We're not going to talk about it. We're done. That's it. It's really important, but we're not going to talk about it. Um. So, <laughs> Hawkeye decides she can't just wait and let Mustang go crazy, gets the same vibe as Ed's getting, and so she runs after him. And I'm like, no. Hawkeye turns the corner. Mustang almost lights her on fire. But is it Hawkeye? I'm sitting here going, is this Hawkeye? Is this not Hawkeye? We didn't see this. Like, uh, this is why we didn't want her here, because now we don't know who's who. Um... And my next bullet point is, oh no, a cliffhanger. We don't know if it's Hawkeye or not. And if she lives, I was really upset. Uh, after credits, we see a little flash of flashback of Hawkeye and Mustang when they were young. They're fighting Envy. Armstrong is still fighting Sloth. And Hawkeye gets stabbed. Um, and then the ominous quote at the end of our little after credits is, look closely at yourself. Examine what is in your heart. Bam, bam, bam. That's right, Mustang. Examine what's in your heart. Yeah, Mustang. Um, for fun facts, uh, the content from this was from chapter 93, 
Arch Enemy in Chapter 94, Flames of Vengeance. Huzzah. Um, and the animation for Envy's big transformation into the Peep Pimple Monster, it was reused from Episode 43. They didn't want to have to redo it. I Which do like that animation. It is very crisp. So, yeah. I'm good with so, it because it still know, looks good. good for them. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they just reused it and they focused on other parts. It's not like their mouths work. actually move to it because it's just teeth for Envy when he's like that. So, you know what? I so respect saving yourself that work. Yeah. Good job. Um, the tank that they used uh, was actually a mix of three different World War II tanks. It's a, mm. so, a Soviet T-34 this word, this next word, I don't know if it's like a real German word or if it's just a nonsense of letters. Because <laughs> it's all consonants. Classic it's all German. Consonants. It's P-Z-K-P-F-W. How the heck would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh good, we pronounced it the same. <laughs> but it's that... Five it's gotta longer. be. It's gotta be like an abbreviation. And then another thing of that, but it's all like it's an uppercase and then all lowercase. Like that's how it was oh. written. So I'm like, is this a word? If you're anyway, German, please let us know. <laughs> it's that five tiger, and then that again, but the fourth iteration of it. So those are the three tanks they used to make that. So that's cool. This is cool. Um, this is cool. And then the, <laughs> the animators in this episode used rain shadows under Roy's eyes to mimic the scar on Scar's face so that you could see the forewarning of him kind of losing Ooh, his mind. I did see and the shadows, I but really I, didn't, cool. I didn't pick up on that. That was cool. I like it that. Was, it was purposeful. It was dope. Um, right. Oh, no. I hit down and it scrolled all the way to the bottom of my nose. So what we want, son? No. That's not what we want. No. All right, and so he's going now to we sacrifice the... himself. Sorry, Ron. No, Ron. I'm no. So what is it? <laughs> he's going to <laughs> sacrifice so himself. That's why we don't record in the morning. I know. I hate everything. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm uh, not okay. Me and Bridget are obviously on the same side of TikTok at this point. Run now! That's that's all you need to know. Our friendship is that strong that our TikToks align. For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. I'm on every side anyway, of TikTok episode. right now. I'm on, uh, I'm on Spanish Families TikTok. And I'm not quite sure how I got there, but I'm loving it. You know, I got on to India... TikTok the other day, and I don't know how it happened, but I'm really enjoying myself being there. Like, I don't understand anything anyone's saying, but I'm having a really good time, and everyone just seems so nice. So, oh. hi, India TikTok. Thank you for allowing me to come in. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Anyway, episode 54, Beyond the Inferno. Here's your Netflix summary. As Envy withers within the firestorm unleashed by Mustang's vengeful rays, Hawkeye rage, not rays, my gosh. Mm. Hawkeye must take drastic measures to prevent the flame alchemist's hatred from going out of control. I have one voice actor for this episode, and that is for General Crimin. 
I, oh. I never did him. I went back and looked at all my We gotta things, stop like, with these crimmins and grummins and crimmins and grummins. I'm like, can we get different names? But his English voice actor is Brett Weaver, and he plays uh, Tojo Shimuhara in Neon Genesis Evangelion, all of them. Oh. And he also plays Dawes Bones in One Piece. And then his Japanese voice actor is uh, Kiyoshi Katsusunama, and he plays uh, Raymond and King of Fighters, which is a really popular video game in Japan. Hmm. And that's the only big thing I could find. Yeah, and he's so only been it. like I'm a sure. side character until yeah. this, and then we really got him talking a lot. I just realized I hadn't really paid attention to what his name was, and I was like, have they said it? And they have. I just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't so either, and so then I was like, Crimin. But I wrote Grumman, and then I was like, oh, Grumman is that old man. Oh, why are we, why are these names so I think that's why. I think that's why he slipped through the cracks, because he was too similar, and yeah. he was less important. And they came around around the same time. Can we also point out the fact that I love this anime, but I do have an issue with how they draw black people. It is not well done. All anime is... Suck at drawing black people, except for Haiku, and their one black character. But I do love their one black character. Also, Great Pretender does an excellent job animating black people. More people need to animate black people that way. They even yeah. lighten the colors on their hands to like a nice pink. They they did just do such a perfect job. Good job, okay. Great Pretender. Everyone be more like Great Pretender. Thank this you. almost seems like those minstrel show kind of drawings, the way they draw black people. And I'm like, oh, what is I mean? It might, it might just be a stylized thing. Because keep in mind, this is also very old. And yeah. in the manga, it's very traditional anime art. So that might be hard to do in anime art. I don't fucking know. Sorry, freaking no. I don't know. Either way, get better. And the, people have gotten better. We could still use a lot more progress. Let's work yeah. towards that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for uh, coming to the All right, here we go. We start this episode in 1909. It's the conclusion of the Ishvalan War, and we see that Hawkeye is burying someone in the grave, uh, and we find out that it's an Ishvalan child that had nowhere left to call home, um, because Ishval is just completely destroyed. Uh, Mustang is watching her and talking to her. Um, she says that the nightmare will haunt her of what they did. She says she believed in Mustang and trusted him with her father's research. And she's guilt-ridden that it was used for all of this evil. Um, she asked Mustang to burn off her father's research from her back so that nobody, there will be no more flame alchemists and nobody else can study this. And I was just like, Ouch. Yeah. A lot of... Freaking ouch. Uh, She wants to be released from her father's burden and his alchemy. Mustang agrees in that he'll leave what little traces he can. And I don't know if they're going to show it to us, but... um, No, probably not. Not at this point. Man, I'm just like... Can you imagine that it's the last trace of your father that you have? It's... 
this power that's like tattooed on your back and it just brought the death of all these people and now you're literally carrying that burden on your back. I just, I don't know. That one really got me when we're watching that and I was like, <sighs> and then Mustangs having uh, to use that power against her to stop it. Like, man. What destroyed me is that she decided that after watching the destruction that Roy created. Yeah. She was like, you've done the ultimate horrible thing with this, and I can't have anyone else be like you. And I know that's not like her exact words, obviously, but like, <laughs> ow. freaking ow. And it makes their relationship a lot more complicated of like, maybe they will never be in love. Like, a part of her did love so him. resentment. Uh-huh. A part of her did love him, but at the same time, like, she's like, I just watched all these horrible things you do. So, you know, that part still lives in you, but you'll never act on it because there's this wall now of Wait, what no, you've seen. You watched her horrible, too. That's the thing. They've seen each other's horrible. They yeah. They've killed countless people. It's kind of like yeah, Hunger Games. It's, they it's find comfort in each other, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I was really, like, emotionally twisted and distraught watching this, and was like, I don't know how I feel, and I'm really upset, well, and everybody's hurt. I don't think hurt. it's gonna get any better. No. <laughs> no. It's it's not. Uh, and so, that sucks. <laughs> For, that's how I sum <laughs> that, it up. That so, that yeah. sucks. Um, it does suck. It does. And so, now we're back in the tunnel. And Hawkeye raises the gun to Mustang's head. Secret and I'm like, uh, secret, secret tunnel, tunnel through the mountain. Through the mountain. So, yeah. um, so sorry. So, I thought Hawkeye was envy. Weep, weep, weep. Turns out Mustang is envy. And I was like, oh, what a fun little twist there. You got me. You got me. It was a good twist. It got uh, me, too. I was, I was like, like, oh, oh, okay. And so, um... The best part is how Hawkeye found out that that wasn't the. It was all this. I love this line. Uh, she goes, "When we're alone, the Colonel calls me by my first name, and then Envy transforms." I was like, eh, and she goes, "I lied," and then just like starts going. I was like, "My cat is climbing so on the screen in front of." Outside. I was wondering what that sound was, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should check on the dogs, because I thought it was me. I was like, oh, it's the dogs tippy-tapping away. Pause real quick. Let me let my psycho cat in. All right, we're back. We're back. My bad. Okay. Cat's inside. We're fine now. The cat returns. The ah! Uh, <laughs> that's why my gut reaction was, ah! ah! Is all all nasally too. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I wasn't ready, and I was like, ah, oh, uh, that's, that's good. Uh, so Envy cuts Hawkeye and slams her to the ground and does some damage. But after Hawkeye like does some good damage with her guns, but mm -hmm. Envy also like uh, I don't know. And so uh, Mustang starts incinerating Envy again, and I'm like, oof, and saving Hawkeye. And he says, what the hell are you doing to my lieutenant? And I was like, oh no. You so in the manga, or uh, not in the manga, in the sub, he doesn't call her that. He calls, he says, what are you doing to my dearest subordinates? 
And I'm like, okay, that's disrespectful, but also very sweet at the same very time. Very wordy so. and okay. But uh, but he's her, she, she's his dearest subordinate. Yeah. His most favorite, his most loved. I enjoyed it. I just, oh man. Um, so Roy's just snapping flames one after another, after another, after another. That's me snapping if you're listening. Um, and just straight up losing it. Uh, Envy starts disintegrating and can't heal and regenerate anymore. Uh, Envy is now a little green slug thing again. And, um, again. And Mustang okay. has his foot on him like he's about to squish him. And um, Envy is begging not to die. Hawkeye then holds her gun to the colonel, like to the colonel's head, like points it at him, and stops and says, uh, she'll deal with Envy from here on out, but like can't get Mustang to stand down. Um, Ed and Scar show up, and Ed uses alchemy to pull Envy like from the rocks and up to him from under where Mustang is standing there with Scar, and Ed will not give Envy to Mustang, even though Mustang's like, I I need that thing. Um, Mustang threatens to burn Ed's hand along with Envy, so you see how, like, off the deep end he is now. And Ed gives him a reality check on if he wants to rule the country like this, which I love that he used that on him. Uh, another monster in charge, and then Mustang starts to have flashbacks. Oh, these flashbacks kill me. Of Maze telling him he believes in him and how he would be good. And I was like, <laughs> ah! And so Scar tells him that he won't stop him. It has to be his own choice. But that vengeance isn't good for you or for a leader of the country. And I was like, Scar baby has grown so much. And... Hawkeye then says, this recklessness is pure hatred, and she won't let it take him, and that she knows he knows better than that. Mustang starts uh, to think of Maze and his family, and I was like, can we stop with all these flashes? Um, No. Uh, no, absolutely not. Hawkeye says she has no intention, like, that if she has to shoot him, this is where it gets really dark and sad. Uh, that if she has to shoot him, she will. And that if she does, this is her last fight and she has no intention of living past this moment. <sighs> and then he says that he can't afford to lose her. And so he finally stands down. And then he turns to her and says, I've done it again. I've hurt you. How foolish can <sighs> one man be? And then goes to Hawkeye, pulls her gun down, asks for forgiveness, and then kneels in front of her. And I proceed to just break and Die. cry. Yeah, like, like this poor broken man just missed his friend so much and accidentally hurt the one he loved again. And then they're all broken. And then she's like, I can't go on without you. You're the only one who knows. And he's like, I can't leave you. And I'm just like, I could cry right now. I'm so sad. Uh, I didn't cry until this next part. I felt, oh, yeah, this next part really got me for, like, it, it, it snuck up on me. Like, I I wasn't expecting to have oh, yeah, we just like Envy at all. You just and start, like, digging a uh, knife into that wound there. Oh, it really hurt me. Like, I, 
I got really emotional about Envy dying. So, <laughs> like, so I feel bad. Here we go. Here's the next. Like you, you feel vulnerable right now. Well, this show's really good at taking advantage of your vulnerable moment and making you feel even more upset. So here we go. And Envy starts dishing on everyone's tea. That's the best way I could describe it. Uh, saying Honestly, that Scar though. killed Nina and Alexander to try and trigger Ed. That Mustang and Hawkeye killed the Shvalans to try and trigger Scar. And Envy is begging everyone to fight. And everyone's just tired and sad of loss. And no one's going to fight. They're, they're, they're done fighting. And it's driving Envy crazy. And then Ed says, now I see. Envy. You're jealous. You're jealous of humans. We humans are supposed to be nothing compared to homunculi. But when we stray and fall, we step up to the challenge again and again, and our loved ones are there to pick us back up. And I was like, look at our baby boy growing up. Look at our baby boy. And then Envy bites Ed, classic, and tries to scamper away. And Scar says, wait, like, because they're about to use alchemy to get him back. And Scar tells him to wait, and that he won't last long, because they're not giving him no power. It felt like the labyrinth, like, you have no power over me. <laughs> um, yeah. Envy keeps calling Ed Pipsqueak, which was weirdly sentimental to me. Like, because I know. Because they were, like, kind of, like, enemy buddies. And almost like he cares for Ed. Yeah, they're frenemies. And he doesn't care for Ed, but I think Ed made his life more interesting. Yeah, like... He was more intrigued by humans when he met Ed. And so Envy starts crying and says he's been humiliated. And then, in a crazy turn of events that I wasn't expecting, Envy rips out his own Philosopher's Stone from inside of him and crushes it, killing himself. Just coward's way out for there, for this fight. And says, last words he says are, Goodbye, Edward Elric. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, jaw drop. That is not at all how I expected Envy to go down. Like, one of the biggest bads of the homunculi. So, in the sub, whenever they say Edward's name, it, they always say Eduardo or Edo. Like, they don't just say Ed. And, like, he said Edo, and I was like, goodbye, Edo, Envy. <laughs> I did it to myself. <laughs> and I literally lost it. It oh. really hurt me. It was really sad. It was really sad. And I, I mean, if he's not even my favorite homunculus, like he's not my favorite villain. I was, I, but I was very affected. I didn't realize how death. attached I was to Envy until we got right? this. And I was like, oh. And then right? I, my next, my next pinpoint, what my bullet point was, thus false Envy. <laughs> because oh it <laughs> it felt so Shakespearean, so I was like, thus falls envy. Literally, that is my bullet point. Thus and falls never envy. was there a story of more woe <laughs> than this of envy and the homunculo. And his sweet Edo. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Okay. And you're yelling at yourself to shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes my brain does things that I don't want it to do, and that was one. I of get them. that. It just good. happened. Um. All right. So now we pan back to Sloth versus Armstrong. 
What? I forgot he was still alive. Right. And I was like, after watching that scene, I was like, what? Why is this still happening? <laughs> he still got like a cement spike in his mouth. And I was like, oh. Lord have mercy. It's like, um, this deep sadness isn't over yet. What's happening? And I get really stressed out in some of these fights. Um, so Alex starts whipping out chains and taking out immortal soldiers, which is really cool. And then, uh, oh, Lady Olivier, like, takes command. And I'm really, really a fan. And I keep calling her Lady Olivier because she's the lady of my life. And so uh, she, like, you can see why she is such a good, like, general. Because she encourages them to take ownership. And so she yells, get ready to fight, Central Soldiers. Show me your courage, men. And I'm like, I will follow you. I'll follow you to the end Honestly, of the line. Honestly, yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. And then I forgot that Alex is having to fight Sloth with just one shoulder because he dislocated the other one. Um, Sloth starts slamming on Alex, like, bloodied up Alex, and I'm like, oh no. But Sloth uses, like, <laughs> but Alex uses, like, Sloth's final punch to hit his shoulder and knocks it back into place. And... I had to write down that that he yells like, oh, my shoulder, I can fight again. Ha ha, you fell for it. And I love that this is like our first compliment between the Armstrong siblings. Lady Olivier turns around and goes, nice. And I was like, yes. They like each other. We're trying to help him. And she's like, no, he's got it. Don't belittle him like that. Like, he's fine. Oh, yeah. She goes, he is trained better than to die like this. Don't worry about him. That was her quote, and I, I was like, she complimented him. She, I'm just big fan, big fan of that moment. I literally yeah, wrote the nice thing. I heart was the just the most sibling thing ever. Like even yeah. if you hate each other, if one of them does something cool, you're like, hell yeah, man. nice, Good yeah. Job. And then if anybody yes. like tries to insult your sibling, you're like, no, no, only I can do that. Yeah, that is like, my sibling. my brothers suck, and I hate them, but I adore them, and I would do anything for them. And if so anybody I'm tries to come at them. They, they die. You yeah. gotta come at me first. Yeah. And so, um, Central Soldiers are in the Armstrong Estate, but it's too late. It's empty. And, uh, the tank's at the gate. And, uh, yep, it's gone. So, Central's returning fire, uh, but the civilians haven't left yet. And Crimin says he doesn't care. Open fire now. And right Evil. when he says that... Buccaneer is behind him and was like, how dare you? How dare you do that in a populated city? And captures him and just, like, shames him. And I'm like, I love Buccaneer. Love Buccaneer. Buccaneer's a secret babe. (sighs) Love Buccaneer. I really like Buccaneer. With his little bow and his braid and his amazing chainsaw arm. Big fan. Um, So, they're like, but the tank's at the gate. You haven't broken the gate. Well, joke's on them. They have a secret weapon. And her name is Azumi Curtis! Azumi would help dig a tunnel under Briggs so that they used the tank just as a distraction and then they busted into Central and took it over. Smart. And then so good. my favorite line, she goes, I normally say I'm a housewife, but today I shed that disguise. I am an alchemist! And I was like, I love her. What wonderful lady. Also, do you notice her That's shoes say WC? What does that stand for? I wrote that in my notes. I don't know. Yeah, I just noticed that in this episode. And I was like, what does that mean? 
So we should look that up. Um, in so here we go. We hit the credits, and but the credits are different this time. So the credits go over a a, a clip instead of our normal closing credits, and. It's Ho walking up to father alone. And I'm like, bruh, no. And so Fa Ho says to father, you're still a dwarf in a flask. And father says, and you're still slave 23. You gave me part of your body and you'll become a part of mine. And so, you know, it's about to throw down between them. And then credits end. And the after credits oh. little preview. What? I found out what the WC means. What? It means water closet. They're bathroom slippers. You use them in public toilets. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the little after credits, uh, the time, the, the you see Armstrong fighting, and it lines up with our ominous quote really well and says, the time has come to thrust out your chest and move forward. And right when the ominous quote says that, it is like Alex Armstrong like beefing up and I was like, bless. And that was the little after credits preview. Boop, boop. Here are some fun facts. Let's go. So the concept from this is from chapter 61, The Hero of Ishval. Chapter 91, A Reunion of Alchemists. Chapter 94, The Flames of Vengeance. And Chapter 95, Beyond the Inferno. Um, so in the manga, they suggest that the war was over in 1908. But in the anime, they straight up say it's 1909. 1909. I don't know yeah. if that's important. But there we go. That's just something to know. Um, here's something that's infuriating. The entire last scene with Ho and Father was cut due to time when it aired in America. They put Stop. the credits right after Izumi emerged from the tunnel. No. They cut Stop. it for time. They didn't add it, it back doesn't, anywhere. It doesn't repeat in the next episode. You just see Father yep. and Ho down there fighting. Oh my gosh. Yep. My brother just started watching Don't the show. Watch anime, and so I told swim. him, yeah, I told him, I was like, hey, you, you can't skip the after credit things like we do in My Hero no, because this important. one... This one has things that won't show in the next episode. And then you'll be so lost. Um, also, this isn't really a fun fact because everyone sees it, but Envy was given a silent title card because he died, and they didn't do that with any I saw that! Because it only said Full Metal Alchemist card. once. at the when you know That's when you know your episode's about to end, when it's like, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. They gave him a silent card in respect for his humanity. And it was <laughs> oddly <laughs> sweet. I need you to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop. <laughs> and uh, here is your Netflix summary for episode 55, The Adult's Way of Life. A rebel victory is imminent and hope takes hold among Mustang and Armstrong's troops. Central's forces teeter on the brink of collapse until... Their fallen leader returns to take control. Netflix. You can. <laughs> that was a huge spoiler because literally at the end of this episode, I gasped at the, how they did that. Oh my Netflix gosh. That was a bad one. Better. Yeah. That was a bad one. Whenever he's like walking behind Alphonse and you just see the sword, I was like, <gasps> like hit myself because Will wasn't. Oh, I didn't. I don't even I think like, I saw him behind Alphonse. 
Yeah, whenever they're fixing the car, they, like, in the distance, you see just a pair of legs walking, but there's a sword on its side. I and just, I was like, see oh, that. fuck, the fear's back. Yeah, I lost my shit. I, Lauren! Lauren, stop! I have to edit this, and then I have to go out of town! Don't go camping. <laughs> I have to go just camping. don't. If I curse more, will you not go camping? No, because I already paid for it. Dang. So stop. Well, I mean, half of our episodes have me cursing anyway. No, I edit um, them. I can still hear it on Spotify. Oh, well. Like, my anyway. cursing. Oh, well. <sighs> okay. So, 55, The Adult's Way of Life. Here we go. Ed has them lost in the tunnels, which made me laugh. Um... Him and Mustang are back to fighting like normal, which, you know, was a nice little healing moment there. Um, and Hawkeye tells Scar, thank you for what he did. Um, and he says, your gratitude is unnecessary. And it's a sweet, like, little unspoken moment of forgiveness between them. And I was like, growth. Um... Briggs has taken over the operation uh, center and says to cease fire. Um, and the tank was, you know, I already said that. The tank was just a distraction. Crimin is captured. Uh, and then Olivier says not to open any gates so that no immortal soldiers get out and that they have to destroy them here and now uh, so that they don't, you know, wreak havoc on the city and kill a lot of innocent people. Um Another general, another evil general, is trying to take power and goes uh, to sit in the Fuhrer's chair. And, like, right when he says that, like, mortal soldiers just, like, eat him. And I was like, you dummy. Um, worth it. Worth it. The Armstrongs are getting slammed by Sloth. And uh, Alex steps in front of Olivier. And I was like, oh. Because she got just, like, pummeled by him for a second and the soldiers are trying to hold sloth back and i was like look they're they're following the armstrong's lead now with like a bunch of chains and they've started defending olivier as their commander alex says he refuses to run away again because they're like we're holding back for a second and y'all run he's after y'all um sloth breaks the chains and as he goes to punch the armstrongs izumi punches him with the alchemy concrete fist and steps out of the fist like in a little doorway and has an amazing entrance line you're a fine man however i've already got a man a hundred times finer than you speaking to alex and then adorable it's sick and he is wonderful buccaneer sent is going to his, save his dad bod oh my gosh <laughs> dad beefy muscular dad, dad bod yeah uh so cute though Izumi launches Sloth across the room, and then Sig captures him in a headlock and throws him, and you just see Alex say, Extraordinary! Who is he? And Armstrong is in love, and uh, they flex and, like, move their pecs at each other, like, as I, I, I said, like a, weird like a mating brave. call. <laughs> it's like those birds mating calls when they gotta do, like, the the thing and dear lord this is their peck thing yeah big fan will you do that movement again bridget the thing yeah that was good thank that you. one that one i hope you'll watch that video yeah, thank you uh, <laughs> is it working is it working yeah i feel it I'm, oh okay I'm good here for it. uh so they team up to muscle fight sloth that was my favorite sentence right 
and I'm so in love. Muscle fight. (laughs) And I just wrote the fist bumps and handshakes, the glimmer. (laughs) Um, Sloth gets impaled again, but this time starts dissolving and is now dying for real, and it doesn't look like he can regenerate anymore. (laughs) I wrote down this lovely Sloth quote. Am I dying now? Such a pain thinking about it, but such a pain living too. And I went, I feel ya. <laughs> Real feel, talk. Yeah. Real, Real talk, talk there. Sloth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Armstrong falls, but is healed by the glimmer of him and Sig sparkling at each other because he like collapses and they just like, Sig turns and like kind of does the little glimmer thing and then he's like, oh. I'm okay. Glimmer's back. And I was like, what in the Twilight Vampires? Big fan. I love it. Um, I love it. Olivier takes a moment to sit because, you know, she just got pummeled. And, uh, and realize that this housewife is Izumi Curtis and that the Elrics are probably here too. Uh, Izumi says they're like her family. And I was like, what a sweet little moment. Um, and then Olivier and them say, like, they're like, you can sit. Like, you you just, you're pretty injured. And says, like, they can't just be lounging around. They have to teach the next generation how it's done and fight. And so you see they're kind of, like, parental, so watching over, like, Ed and Al and the youngins. And I'm like, oh. Um, it's very sweet. Yeah. It was a very sweet moment. And then so Izumi says she'll I help. I how Izumi can be so nice about the Elrics. To other people. Not to, to their face. face. She's no. like, no, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> not to their face. To like, everyone else. bro, you're the only mom they have. I know. No mm. grannies like their mom. I guess so, yeah. In a very loving, abusive way. Uh, Izumi says yeah, she'll help them and then run. <laughs> and then run because she's marked as a sacrifice and can't let them catch her and use that uh, to complete their plan. We pan over and Ho is talking to Father. And Father doesn't really want to talk, as we can see. Uh, Father launches Ho up on a tower and punch him with some kind of, with some of the tubes in, like, the shape of a fist. And then Ho, Ho just keeps, like, disappearing into it and, like, opens doors and is like, would you just stop and listen to me talking for once? Um... And he keeps, like, nonchalantly avoiding it and saying fighting has never been a specialty of his. Because he is such a chill dude. Like, I mean, he always hands in pocket. Like, he never wanted to fight. He just wanted the knowledge. Like, that was the whole thing in that flashback. Um, so, uh, they start making, like, stone dragons and fighting, which I was like, oh, well, there's where Ed gets it from. Um, (laughs) that was some genetics there. And then Ho asks why he created the homunculi and treats them as children and reminds him that he used to scoff at the people like that, but he was just, was he just jealous and wanted that the whole time? Um, Father, like, then doesn't answer and melts into the ground and then reappears behind him and, like, shoves his hand into Ho. When when someone asks me a question that I don't want to answer, I often just melt into the ground. (laughs) It's a great way to avoid confrontation. Just ask me a question, Bridget. Lauren, uh, when do you want to have kids? Why is this such a bit we committed to? (sighs) If you're not... 
If you're not watching the video, Lauren just slid down her chair to disappear and <laughs> is now stuck on the ground. I'm. This was a bad idea. Um, no, Lord, Lord, I can't. I'm too old to be doing that no Hail, more. I've uh, fallen and I can't comedy. get up. Lord, hit your life alert. <laughs> physical comedy is now past me. That's, that's a young man's game. Is it? Um, no more. The knees. The knees say no. Honestly, though, like I got down and my knees were like, no, I hope you're comfortable. <laughs> okay. Well, this is where we live now. And I'm just like, well, I'm not. My back is literally in an S, but that's fine. Um, Sorry. So <laughs> needed to be done. Father shoves his hand into hoe and is trying to take his philosopher's yeah. stone. And the hand that he's stuck into hoe is now, like, hurting him and damaging him. And I was like, oh, a trap, I see. Uh, and then we pan over and... <laughs> This is the only time we see Al in all of our episodes this week. Uh, he is, they're all just yelling. Him, Yoki, Marco, and Mr. Heinkel are yelling because the car is stuck in a pothole in the street. The wheel is stuck. And the they're having to lift it. And they're like, Dr. Marco, stop trying to help. Please let me and Mr. Heinkel do this. And he we was like, really oh, need, okay. We really need... Someone to arrest Yoki for just being the absolute most useless character. He had one job. He just had to drive the stupid car. And he went right also, into a giant hole in the road. If you were paying attention, as they were trying to lift the car, they do a side shot of the corner of the car that is stuck. And you can see a pair of legs and a sword walking down the street. And that'll come in to play in like two minutes. And I didn't catch that, so I need to rewatch that. Um, so that's the only time we see Al, and then we pan back over, and Izumi saves the evil general from, that's like stuck in a corner with some of the mannequin soldiers getting at him, and then she punches him straight in the gut, because <laughs> he's like, yes, I'll save you a seat, and I'll save you, and she was like, you idiot, and just punches him, and I'm like, bless. Um, Olivier is in the Fuhrer's office, and I love this, because when she's tempted with power, and taking over rule for herself, like... One of the soldiers says, are you going to take the command, sir? And she goes, I don't know why anyone would sit there and become an easy target. And I was like, bless Olivier. Even in the temptation of power and ruling, she does not fall for it. She is a great leader. And I'm really afraid that she's going to die because she's so great. Oh, and would be a fantastic leader. sure. And for I'm not sure. ready for that emotionally. Um, well, she can't be the leader because Mustang has to be. Like, yeah, but she would be so much better than Mustang. She would be much better. I don't think Mustang would be a good leader. But I also don't think Mustang thinks he would be a good leader. Yeah, I think he just thinks he was the only one who could do it. But I think he wants it so that he can be charged for his crimes. But I also think that if... <clears throat> Bless you. So sorry. I think that if Lady Armstrong got it, she would make sure that he was charged for his crimes. That's like a courtesy. Yeah. For him, which is still awful. But also she hates him so she would want him to be killed. Yeah. So there's that. Or she could make him like her secretary and I think that would be hilarious. I would love that more than anything. What a duo. What so a close dynamic. so close to power but not able to take it. Um beautiful. So then we get this really happy moment 
of Briggs has taken over Central. And all of them are radioing that they're clear, they're clear, they've got it, they're in control. And all of a sudden, in the cheering on the radio and everything, you hear this voice that says, Greetings, I'm back. And it's the Fuhrer's voice. And my jaw in this literally dropped. Like, it is the last thing you expected in this moment. And even though the next episode is called The Return of the Fuhrer, you See, didn't I expect it. Because I caught the glimpse. So I knew it was coming. See, I, I didn't catch was. the glimpse at all. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he says, Greetings, I'm back, and tells all central soldiers to fight. And so now their plans are all messed up because, you know, they think that central soldiers have done a coup d'etat, but now the general's back, the Fuhrer's back, and is saying, like, no, central soldiers, you're fighting with me. And uh, it, we'll see this in the next episode, but it creates some issues for the narrative that the Mustang crew has sold the public. Um, and I, literally, my jaw. Oh my gosh. Uh, so after credits, looks like Father and Ho are still fighting and there's blood. Uh, and then we get Greed versus Wrath. And then the ominous quote, wherever he sets foot, you will find a battlefield. Which is obviously referring to the Fuhrer, and this next episode gets really um, rough and not uh, great omens for the, how the last eight episodes will go. So, Yep. Nope. Uh, I only have two fun facts. So the content comes from chapter 96, Two Strong Women. Yeah! And 97. The Two Philosopher's Stones, and Chapter 98, Greed Without Limits. Dope. Okay. Um, okay. And when the Brick Soldiers are celebrating, they very pointedly say, hip, hip, hooray, because it's a term of celebration that comes from the 19th century. So they wanted to keep it historically accurate. You All know right. how it is. All right. Um, <laughs> Along with that perfect tanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously, that's, that can't be a word. <laughs> I don't know. It's in all German, consonants. In German, anything goes. Put that into a, a translator and see if it says anything. I want to see how it says stuff. How do you spell it again? <laughs> Wait. Alright, it's P-Z-K-P-F-W. Oh, look, right here. Uh, yeah, okay, so it's an abbreviation for a German word of Panzerkampfwagen. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> At least that can be a thing. Panzerkampfwagen. Yeah. Wagen? Wagen. It's wagon, but it's wagon. Yes. In German. Yes. Alright, so... Here is your Netflix summary for episode 56, The Return of the Cure. Pain, pain, pain. Central's forces fight with renewed vigor following Bradley's return, and the Fuhrer himself enters the battle. His first opponent is an armored tank. His second foe is even tougher. Not horrible. Not horrible, yeah. Um, Alright, here we go. We start out with a flashback. It's in the desert. Father, not father hiking through it. Ho is hiking through it and is looking a little crazy. He's 
he's like muttering to himself, just calm down. We need to have a civil conversation about this. And I promise to listen to everything you have to say. We're all in this together. And now after the end of this episode watching, it makes sense. But uh, you're kind of like, what is, what, who is he talking to? There's nobody else here. I don't know. Uh, the men on camels find him. They look like Shingy's men and they are, um, they get him some water and they save him. Uh, and Ho is apologizing. And I, I, I start putting it together and I'm like, I think he's apologizing to the souls in him because he starts listing surgeons, the carpenter and everybody else. Uh, and then we pan back to... Uh, Ho and Father, and Ho's listing to Father every one of those souls that was in him. But when Father stuck his hand into Soul's body to try and snatch that Philosopher's Stone, he had those souls go like and attack Father. Um, and now they've invaded Father's being while he stuck his hand in. The souls are now working with Ho to destroy Father because he has now individually sorted out each soul that was inside of him and like come to terms with them, which I was like, dang. And there's over 500,000 of them inside of him. Keep in mind that he is only half of the people of Xerxes that died. So there were over a million people that died to create this Philosopher's Stone. And I just think that's important to remember. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Because it's probably the that's most how powerful, powerful stones. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Over <sighs> a million people died for it. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that he's lived so long is because he's had all these years to get to know every one of those souls in him. Um, Crazy. So, yeah, I know. The blood is going against Father, but then this blackness, like, emerges from him. And I was like, whoa, it kind of looks like uh, pollution in Ferngully, the, mm-hmm. the fog guy. Um, and so there's just like... <laughs> I said it looks like cavity creeps. Do you remember that commercial? No. There used to be this toothpaste commercial. I want to say it was like a Crest toothpaste commercial. It was making fun of like adventure TV shows like He-Man and stuff. Uh And these kids came out with their big toothbrushes. And they're like, it's them, the cavity creeps. And then these cavity creeps come out of the woods. And they're like, cavity creeps, cavity creeps. And they're like marching. And then they have to brush them to death. The nineties black blobs. The nineties are a weird time. I can't be the only one that remembers cavity creeps. I if do you not remember, remember cavity that. creeps. Please tell me that you because I I swear I didn't make them up. And every time I bring it up, someone's just like, "Okay, Lauren, no, it's real." I swear, I swear it's real. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so now there's just like a skin suit on the ground, <laughs> and I'm cute. And then he like. Eats it, and eats I was like, it? "What? <laughs> it's got it's like weird." Eating and the placenta, got... all right. After birth, yeah, that's it gives gross. you special nutrients. And now, father is this person homunculus thing, and I wrote, "Whoa, so many eyes and a giant one in the ceiling, just kind of like a portal." And that's when Ho is like, "How are you surviving outside your human flask?" And I was like, "Uh oh, if Ho's surprised, that's not great." Um, we pan back. Wrath it starts uh splitting pulleys with his sword. I don't know. Oh, bullets. <laughs> Autocorrect. Starts splitting bullets with his sword, including the tank ammo, and is just like incredibly fast and running and slicing everything in his way and chasing the tank. Uh, he kills the person driving the tank just by like driving his sword through it, and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, 
And now Bradley's um, so cool, guys. I know. He's a cool Bradley's big bad. He's so cool. He's so good. He's scarier than father to me. Like I oh. love Bradley. I can't. And I can't. the the who they casted to do his voice and how charismatic he is, like there's times where I really like him and then there's times where I'm, I'm like, you're the you. worst. In both the dub and the sub, Bradley has the best voice. It's the best voice actor choice. I do think Vic Mignogna does an amazing job as Edward, though. I will say. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. But he does. Edward is voiced great. Yeah. So whatever. But seriously, Bradley. <sighs> well, <sighs> so here's, where I, here's where I stop liking him for a little bit. Because now he's facing Buccaneer. And I'm like, no! I know! No, not Buccaneer! <laughs> And so I just wrote, please don't die. Um, and then my next bullet point was, no, no, Buccaneer. Uh, he is, I don't even think I wrote down what was happening because I was just panic writing. But Buccaneer is getting like sliced and diced right now by Bradley. And it's really upsetting. And you're like, is he going to die? Uh, he's still fighting, but Wrath slices apart his arm and destroys his chainsaw prosthetic Uh limb and I'm like no uh so Buccaneer sad. then picks up his chainsaw chain that's on the ground and wraps it on his good fist and is is ready to fight to death and I was like brutal. what a bro what a like what a bro dude you need to Those go hang out men. you need to go hang out with Sig else. and Armstrong because you deserve it um and then all of a sudden we hear this very familiar voice echoing I still prefer to side with the underdog I and screamed straight up. It's our like, boy. Oh. It's our boy Greedling. Greedling. I literally just screamed Greed. <laughs> it was. I forgot he was there. Like I forgot he went back to Central to find them. So I was yeah. like, Ah, okay, we're good. It's our boy. And I like we see in this episode him and Ling have like this absolutely perfect switch off, switch off, switch off. It's like beautiful. They they've it's got this beautiful. great. Co-mutual like, relationship like, now. I know you, and he was like, "Yeah, it's yeah, yeah." It like, perfect. And he's like, "Yeah, no, I will destroy you." I love it. I'm it's great. So uh, we pan over to Mrs. Bradley getting the news that the Fuhrer is alive while on the radio, and she's happy. And you see everybody else's face in the room, kind of be like, "Oh no." Um, Mustang's yeah. men. Uh, yeah, Mustang's men. Mainly just this one guy that I don't remember his name. Uh, what is his name? The, the, the bigger dude who loves Havoc uh, says they have to pin this on Briggs to protect the colonel. And they say Olivier is leading the coup. And I just wrote, that's incredibly sad because she really has been defending everyone and helping save them and even like turn some of the central soldiers into good men. And I'm like, no, not Olivier. She's, she's done the most work. She I'm has, and she's there. been like, getting dealt like every bad hand. Honest. Like, could you not? Like, it's already hard enough to be a woman in business. Okay, yeah. Let her be. Let her be coogee. That's a word that I learned recently, and I coogee. Coogee. It means a boss, like lady boss, girl boss. Coogee. I hate girl boss. I'm gross. just a boss. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um. Oh no, now they are surrounded at the radio station. Uh, but Maria Ross says that the city thinks they're on the Fuhrer's side, so that buys them time. And then pure little 
like poor little Fury just looks so terrified again. I was like, this poor boy keeps getting stuck in these death situations, and I just he's feel not, bad for him. He's not made for war. No, he's just too sweet. I know, but but Maria was there for him, and she's a boss. Yeah, so and it, she's already gone through her life and death moments, so like yeah, she'll support with bravery. Uh, so now. Uh, we pan over, and Greedling is pretty dang cool, especially with that, like, superhero jump and landing he does to, like, get ready to fight Bradley, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, uh, and then Wrath explains that he jumped from the train when it blew up and caught a branch and survived, oh, gosh. Bretta. His name is Bretta. Bretta. I was like, what is happening? Sorry. I, I had to look it up because I was dying. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Did not I get start it. with the D. My bad. Um, so before they start fighting again, Ling quickly says hi to the lieutenant he hid with in the apartment, and then switches to Green so quickly. And I was like, "Look at them! They're such a good team now." Uh, I love it. I hope they stay this way forever. <laughs> love this too. <laughs> love this Greedling gro- group. Um, then. So Ling is taught Greed to hide in Bradley's blind spots because he has an eye patch. And Wrath's like, ah, I see what you're doing. And then just rips off his eye patch. And I was like, oh, so he's not going to try and hide that he's a homunculus anymore? No. And so... Well, none of his men are up there. It's all Briggs men. You're right. You're right. Because they call for backup and they're stuck in the tunnel. Because we've got to have some fun stuff. Uh, So Wrath kills all the Briggs soldiers, like, except for a few, with, like, one quick slice of his blade. And I was like, ugh. And he stabs Buccaneer right in the gut. And uh, I am... My whole heart. Buccaneer flexes his abs on the sword so that Bradley can't get it back out. And, like, Bradley even makes, like... And note is like, you've got some strong abs. And so Buccaneer keeps the sword and backs up so that Bradley's weapon of choice is taken from him. And I was like, literally, what what a literal flex to be like, my abs are hard enough to trap your sword. I want abs like Like, that. I don't. It sounds terrifying. I want abs that if someone stabbed me in the gut, I could hold their sword with my abs. Think about all the bread you wouldn't be able to eat. Orange theory, help me out. No, you need you need carbs to build muscle. I don't know. I'll I don't figure know, it man. out. It seems a little. I'm gonna figure it out. I do love it for Buccaneer. It's great. I'm gonna figure it not out. Not for me. Okay, figure it out. Uh, and so then Bradley grabs two knives, like brutally, just grabs two knives off the dead soldier next to him, and I was like, I hate you. Uh, and then picks up like and starts fighting greed. Uh, another battalion of soldiers are coming up to back the Fuhrer, and Greed can't help since he's got kind of Bradley distracted, and Buccaneer is severely injured, so they're just having to try and figure it out and hold off. And so they grab the guns, and they're, like, shooting down the hallway. Um, the central men are trying to open the grate from inside, the gate from the inside, but they say they can't because they've been overrun by monsters, which I assume are the mannequin soldiers. But then all of a sudden, a smoke bomb goes off, and as soon as it happens, I was like, yes! A smoke bomb goes off, and then something super fast, like, runs through the hallway and, like, hits everyone, including the Briggs soldiers, like, knocks them all out, and it's foo. And um, I screamed foo too. <laughs> it's like ooh. Here, here, I don't normally cuss, but here is mine. Uh, I wasn't trying. Fugo, 
Great thanks, Foo, for helping. I mean, Foo says, I wasn't trying to save your ass. I was trying to save the young prince's body. And Greed just <laughs> nonchalantly went, well, it's the same ass. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, that's not a lie. <laughs> they they did not use that word in what? <laughs> So way to go, America. <laughs> it was they such a was funny moment. Oh, oh that was good. Um and then <laughs> I wrote my next my next bullet point is these dang cliffhangers in these episodes seem so short. Uh and so we see in the preview it's Foo and Greed versus Wait, Brad. What? Did Foo say anything about um um Long Fawn at all in yours? Uh yeah, this is the guy that took my granddaughter's arm. They really do Foo a disservice in the dub. Because he's so sweet about Long Fawn. <laughs> And they don't, ooh, because he again he says his beloved granddaughter. He says, "Now they I'm never destroy used... the guy who, who um, stole my beloved granddaughter's arm or something." And he said something else, but yeah, he's like real sweet about Lon Fawn. They do him an incredible disservice. Yeah, it wasn't that sentimental in the dub, so I didn't even write it down because I was like, "Yeah, he's, he cut off your granddaughter's arm. He's mad about That's it." That's really upsetting. Um... I we'll guess I get I get the jokes and you much. get the sentiments. I guess make the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> America, tracks am I right? Uh, America. So we see a little preview of Foo and Greed versus Bradley, and there's some a lot of blood. Um, in the after credits scene preview, we see evil philosophers with that stone doctor with the gold tooth that gave uh, Kimberly the next. The other Philosopher's Stone. Uh, Alchemy portal hands grabbing Roy, which panicked me for a second, because there's little, little hands. Little hands like the rings. Little hands like our rings. Little hands. Uh, and then Foo bloody in battle, and the Armstrong's talking about what? Because everybody else is fighting. Why are they talking? Um, and the... Oh, this ominous quote. She's giving him the house because she knows she's gonna die. That's uh, what it is. Stop. Um, the ominous quote really is making me scared for Fu. So it says, Farewell, my powerful master. I promise to eternally watch over you from the other side. And I was like, what? That was the ominous quote at the end of the after credit scene. And I was like, how does that make you scared for Fu? That makes me scared for Azumi. Because it, it the whole time that quote's happening, it's Fu bloody battling uh, oh crap! Fear. Yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah, he's gonna die, and that's gonna be sad. No. And I really bet Lon Fawn's gonna be there and see it. As long as he takes an arm before he goes, I will be very happy. I don't know. Foo, Foo's a real one. And so uh, that was the end of that episode. I only have two important questions because I got distracted by everything. Do you have any fun um, facts though? Oh, I do have fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, one of them I already told you. This is the only episode of Full Metal where Ed and Al are not in it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Neither yeah. Um, and then the content from this is from chapter 97, The Two Philosophers, and 98, Greed Without Limits. And that's 
it for fun facts. Um, my two important questions are, what's going to happen to Lady Armstrong? Oh, I know. They now just that threw her all the way under that bus. And only wow. now, like, seven people know that it wasn't her and that she's good. Now I'm like, oh yeah. no. Like, I, I, it's not going to end well for her. No, and she's then, got a whole uh, What the heck did Father... What the heck did Father turn into? That's my other question. Yeah. Like, what is, he, is he the truth? Or is he close to the truth? <sighs> is the truth a perfect being? Who what knows, is the man? truth? Other than a little brat. Um, <laughs> Honestly. But remember, in the opening credit scenes, truth looks like Winry. So, I don't know. I don't know, great man. Great question. It's a great <laughs> question. We'll see if it gets resolved There's- in eight episodes. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, next time, we will be watching uh, episodes 57 through 60, and then we'll only have four left. So episode 57 is called Eternal Leave. That's not, What? That doesn't feel right. Yeah, that doesn't feel great. So if you thought Fu might live, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then episode 58, is... let's just make it worse here. Uh, what's that title? It's uh, it's uh, sacrifices. Oh, great! <laughs> oh, and then if you thought there was hope, episode fifty nine is called Lost Light. So, and then, and then what? What is it? Uh, episode sixty. <laughs> Go ahead, Bridget. Tell me I, episode sixty. It's 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 Eye of Heaven, Gateway of Earth. So, like, who's all dying? Is it all of us? Because it feels like all of us. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. That's Lost. where we will be at next week when we are dying so if you want to cry uh get the tissues come out. hang out with us uh yeah i don't have anything here nothing fun I um, nothing. i'm just taking a moment for my armstrongs here because nothing will ever be the same with them and i love them my sweet, my sweet uh, but you know Follow us on social media. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on social media. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your tears. Email us gatewayanimepodcast at gmail dot com, and then uh, cry along with us. <laughs> I don't know. It's really bleak yeah, right uh, now. I don't know. There's we're 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 kind of sad. Uh, also, you know, we only have two episodes of the series left, and then we're gonna do a wrap up episode. Tell yeah. you our favorites, our least favorites, our ratings. If and then, we would recommend it to newcomers, all that crap. And uh, yeah. then we're going to have a new Yeah, we'll roll anime, for so a new anime on that wrap-up episode, so don't miss it. Oh, Look forward to it. Lauren, <laughs> let's <You> sign can. <laughs> off. Because <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Hey, uh, I love anime. I love anime. And guess what? We love you. I love you. I love you. I love right. Bridget specifically right now because she needs it. <laughs> I need that and new ears. Here for me. Okay. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye.